Amen. Praise the Lord, church family. Isn't it nice to be in the house of the Lord this wonderful December 19th? We are celebrating Christmas in the house of the Lord. How many know we've come to celebrate Jesus this morning? Anybody come to celebrate the Lord? Amen. Yeah, listen, that's why we're here. You can uh, look at your neighbor and say, you can be happy today. I don't know what happened this week, but you can be happy right now. You don't, you don't got to be mad no more. Uh, you, can, you can be excited about Jesus. You can be excited about the day. What a wonderful day we're going to have today. So some of y'all know that tonight at 6 p.m. we're having our Christmas program. It's going to be packed in here tonight. So let me encourage you to get here early. Uh, we're going to start right at 6. We've got a wonderful program in store for everybody tonight. going to be a lot of fun. A lot of our kids and, and, and people are, and ministers and they're going to be coming and, and just putting on a wonderful expression of, of our program tonight called Emmanuel. Amen. How many today know that God is with us? Right? Isn't that, the, isn't that in trueness the message of Christmas? God is with us. How many believe that God is with us? Amen. Well, you look at your name and say, God's with us. You know, we, so you don't have to be looking around to find out where God is. He's right there with you. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. That's awesome. So we're coming in tonight. We're going to celebrate that tonight. So come back tonight. Bring your family. We're going to have an awesome time in the Lord. Wonderful time. We're going to be giving out gift cards. You know how we give, a lot, give away a lot of stuff. So you can come out and be part of that. And we're going to celebrate the Lord tonight. There'll be a candle lighting ceremony. We're going to be, we're just going to be expressing ourselves in the fullness of the word tonight. It's going to be awesome. So come back tonight as we celebrate uh, this, this season. Amen. And I know that y'all been out at the malls and in the outlets and uh, you've been on eBay or wherever you go to, <laughs> that there's going to be night shopping and all the things that we do. But brother and sister, can I encourage you today that there's going to be nothing better than being in the house of the Lord. And us coming together in purposes and faith. So we're going to have an awesome time together. So don't, don't miss it tonight. We're going to have an awesome time together. Let's do this. I'm going to ask you to stand as we get into the word of the Lord. Today, today is the last message in this series entitled Breaking the Silence. Uh, we are in the message, the theme today, the, the heart today here at Harvest Point is God is with us. And so I'm going to share a, a, a segment, a portion of Scripture found in the book of Matthew. So if you know your Bible well, you know St. Matthew is the first book of your New Testament. I'm going to begin reading here at verse 18. I'll take it all the way through verse 25. In this message today, again, God with us. This is the last message. Next Sunday, we have an awesome service. It's a short service. It's from 11 to 12. So check this out. We're coming, this will be our last Sunday of 2021. We're going to come together at 11 a.m. next Sunday to take communion. And there's going to be a blessing service as we enter into the year 2022. And do you know that the Spirit of the Lord wants me to talk to you about your future? And so we'll start a new series um, in uh, the month of January as it relates to our future in the Lord. How many today know God has your future in his hands, right? And it's our job as brothers and sisters, people of faith, to walk out what God has already prepared for you. And we're going to be talking about that in the next uh, couple of weeks, amen, as we get into January. Can you believe it? We're just two Sundays away from the first of the year, amen. And so I'm looking forward to 2022. 
and we'll give a few more uh, we'll give more information about that uh, even as we're coming in and we've got some really neat things in store for the church so we'll talk about that uh, this next Sunday so just be ready if you're in St. Matthew chapter 1 uh, verse 18 through 25 uh, most of you are familiar with this story uh, this is obviously the story of the birth of Jesus and I want to give emphasis to uh, two particular verses in here and you'll see uh, verse 20 I want to give emphasis verse 20 and verse 23 so those will be uh, contextually what we'll be speaking about today so if you're in St. Matthew chapter 1 you're in the right place just move your finger down to verse 18 and we'll begin right there and it begins like this now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph before they came together she was found with child of the Holy Ghost somebody say of the Holy Ghost yeah that's important then Joseph her husband being a just man not willing to make her a public example was minded to put her away privily but while he thought on these things behold the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream saying Joseph thou son of David fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost the Holy Spirit somebody say Holy Ghost so important we lay hold of that now watch this. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, this is Isaiah 7, 14. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is, y'all see it right there? God with us. Isn't that marvelous? Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. And he and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Ah, uh, that beautiful. Y'all ready to get down with this today? We got some work to do. How many came to do some spiritual work, right? I, I don't just want to be a hearer of the word. I want to be a doer of the word. I want what I hear to be part of my life, my actions, my thoughts, my attitudes. So let the word of the Lord, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to look at you like a big stack of pancakes. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the syrup on your pancakes this morning. Just let it just seep in. Amen. Take your time today. Don't be in no rush. Let's just get it. Are y'all ready to get it? Come on, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this glorious morning. Father, we thank you for the vitality and strength that met us when we woke up. Father, today, out of our unconsciousness, we became conscious in you. You stirred us out of our sleep. Holy Spirit, you brought us to a place of discovery, a place of understanding, a place where we could obtain to the voice and mind of God. And I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Holy Ghost, for bringing me into the house of the Lord today that I might hear the beautifulness of Emmanuel, God with us. Holy Spirit, we're going to need your help. If this message is going to be effectual in any way, Holy Spirit, we need your help with that. Move over us, stir us, strengthen us. Be with us ah, as we walk through this service, walk through this message. 
let it be effectual today. Let, let this service be life-changing in the ears of those that hear it. And so we pray your blessing and we pray your help and we pray your strength. We pray all of that together and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So listen, you know how we do it. We're always going to greet right after I pray. So will you go find somebody, give them a hug, and I want you to tell them this. God is with you. Will you go tell them? God is with you. Will you go find somebody and just tell them, God is with you. God is with you. with you. God is with you. He's with you. He's with you. He's with you. He's with you. God is with you. God with you how awesome the Lord is God is with you will you tap yourself right now and say God is with me he's with me he's with me he's with me somebody gonna be encouraged by that today that God is with you Today, today we've come together to celebrate the single greatest event in all of human history. Huh? Hey, Daniel, I think something's playing. I don't know if you ghost playing or something's going on. I hear like a piano or something. It sounds nice, but you hear that? Sound guys, y'all got it back there? Let's see if it does it again. Let's see why it does. Breaking the silence. T today we've come to celebrate the single greatest event in all of human history. Uh, prolific is the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, so prolific is the birth that every time you mark the date, it is marked either by B.C. or A.D. Right? Some people think that A.D. is after death. It's not after death. It's Anno Domini, which is the year of our Lord. D do you know that today is in the year of our Lord, 2021? But this is a prolific time. It divides time itself. The birth of Christ. Uh, the birth that we've come, theoretically, supposedly, spiritually, to come to celebrate that God is with us. Do you believe that God is with us? I want you to know that the idea of God being with us is not a new thing. It's not a New Testament thing. It's an ancient thing. Did you know that God has always been with us? 
It's not something that God just decided to do when Jesus was born. This is something he's always been doing. God has always been with us. In fact, could I suggest to you that in the very beginning of the Bible, we know for God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form. It was void. And darkness was upon the face of the earth. And the Spirit of God moved over the face of the waters. Watch this. And the Bible says, and God said, let there be light. There was light. What, 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 what light are we referencing? On the fourth day was when the sun, the moon, the stars, the galaxy, the cosmos were made. Well, what light are we referencing? Revelation of God. I'm here. See me. God is not trying to hide from you. All of creation is a testament to God himself. Have you not heard that even in Romans chapter 1, the Bible says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. But that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God had shown unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are what? Clearly seen. Even his eternal power and his Godhead, so that men were without excuse. That God made all of creation so that you might say, God is here. God is with us. Has anybody ever heard of a man by the name of Adam? Who the Bible tells me that it was God who began to scoop the dust of the earth, the, the, the ground. And it was the Bible that says that it was God by his very mouth that breathed into the nostrils of men life, ruach, and men became a living soul. Why? Because God was with him. He was close. Was it not God that caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep? And it was God who did an operation on Adam in which he took a rib from Adam and made what we call a womb man? <laughs> God was present. He's always been with us. Have you not heard the Bible says that when Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden, that, 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 that they hid themselves because they heard the Lord walking, the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day? You see, God has always been with us. God has never purposed to hide himself or to seclude himself or to keep himself for you. God has always been Emmanuel. He's always been a God that's close to us. He's always wanted to be close to you. Isn't it amazing that long before we had anything written in the Bible, and even before we had any literature concerning God, there was a man by the name of Enoch, who the Bible says in the fifth chapter of Genesis, and Enoch walked with God and was no more for God. Took him. You see, God has always been with us. It has always been the character of the Father to be close to his own children. God has always been with us. This is, this is an ancient testimony of the purposes of God. God has always been close to us. And in fact, there's even people who don't know God that know that God is here. How many know that there's a man by the name of Joseph? 
who Joseph had dreams and abilities that God had given him, things that God was going to do in him. And the Bible says that when he was sold into slavery, the Bible says in the 39th chapter of the book of Genesis, I know these passages well, where the Bible says that God was with Joseph and he caused him to be prosperous. How many know that when God is with you, you're going to prosper? The Bible says that even Potiphar, he's in slavery, he's working for Potiphar. Even Potiphar said, a man who is, has many gods, he's part of an Egyptian system of deities. He himself said, Potiphar said, Joseph, God is with you. I can see that for myself. That even the world can see that God is with us. <laughs> Anybody ever met you and say, man, listen, something's going on with you because there's, there's some favor in your life that I can't put my finger on it, but I just suppose that God is with you. Look at your name and say, God's with us. We've come to celebrate God with us. M most people have never really even bothered to investigate the story of, 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 of what we come to celebrate, this, this Emmanuel stuff. Did you know that the prophet Isaiah is the one who gives us that particular passage? Uh, that, that, that a virgin, behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Have you ever bothered to go back and investigate? Why did we get that verse? I mean, don't you think it's somewhat alarming to see that a virgin would have a baby? I mean, that's odd. I mean, if you know anything about the birds and the bees, you know that that's impossible. <laughs> How many believe that a virgin had a baby? It's part of the tenets of the church. Isaiah gives this quotation, gives this prophetic word concerning Emmanuel because it's part of the heart and nature of God. Watch this. The, 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 the passage comes out of Isaiah chapter 7. The Bible says that King Ahaz, who was an ungodly king, uh, was hearing rumors about the king of Syria was about to invade Judah. And the Bible says that, that, that King Ahaz uh, went over and made allegiances with the, with the king of Assyria so that he could sell the nation of Israel into bondage so that they wouldn't be overcome by another king. And so he made a deal. It just so happened that the prophet Isaiah, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to him. He went back to King Ahaz and he says, I got good news for you. That whatever resin the king of Syria is planning, it will come for nothing. It's all a bluff. It's all a disguise. Nothing's going to happen of it. And if you don't believe me, ask God. God sent me to tell you, you can ask him for any sign under the sun that you would desire of him, and God will give you a sign. Do, do you know that, that, that uh, uh, Ahaz said, I'm not going to tempt God. But in reality, he was an evil man. He wanted nothing to do with God. He didn't want God's help. And then the prophet Isaiah said this. Oh, so you don't want a sign? Then the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. What was he saying? That whenever the enemy comes against you, God is with you. 
Man, if you want a sign for your life when the enemy's trying to invade your life, guess what? God is with you. You know, a lot of us parade around and say, if God be for us, then who can be against us? But it's greater still. Listen, not only is God for you, God is with you. Somebody say, God is with us. God is with us. God is with us. This is the context of the Bible, baby. I'm teaching you the Christmas story in 3D. God is with us. Will you tap yourself and say, God is with me. God is with me. We celebrate the story, the, the, the story of, 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 of what the archangel Gabriel uh, told to Mary was that something dynamic was going to happen to Mary. She asked the question, how can this be seen that I know not a man? And the answer was simple. The Holy Spirit, catch this, it's going to overshadow you. In the egg that you have, God's going to plant the seed right into that egg. So that the child you're going to bear, the child that will be born of you, will be both man, fully human, and fully fully God. Do you know that that story is under attack in the world more now than it ever has been? Let me say that one more time. Do you know that that story is being attacked now more than it's ever been attacked? The, the story of being conceived of the Spirit of God. You, you, you want to know why it's being attacked? Because this idea of God being with us is grounded in that very story. That we now have a high priest who is able to, 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 to understand the very feelings of your infirmities. This is a God that knows what it is to sweat for himself. This is a God that's going to know what it is to be hungry, what it, what it is to need sleep, what it is to have a blister on his feet. This is a God that's going to know what it means to be betrayed. This is a God, a God with us, who's going to know what it is to even die on a cross. This is a God who's going to be with you in every, in every semblance of humanity. Jesus knows all that you're going through. You can never pray and say, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm facing. You don't know how I feel. He knows everything about everything there is to know about human life. He is with us. With us. He's with us. He's with you in person. He came. He showed himself alive. Born of a woman. And was with us. He knows what it is when we pray and we ask him what we're going through. Maybe you've been betrayed. Maybe you had a tough year. Maybe you're under duress. You know, my Jesus knows what it is to be under duress. Right? He knows what it is to be in a place where he's got to bear a burden or carry a load. He knows what it is when he's been mocked and ridiculed. He knows what it is to suffer pain and cruelty and injustice. He knows all of that. So when you pray, he knows exactly how you feel. He knows the feelings of your infirmities. He was tempted as we are, yet without sin, perfect in every semblance of the matter. He is God and man. He's Emmanuel. God with us. He's the beginning of what God wants to do. 
so, so here I am, and, and this is why the Spirit of God brought me here. God is with us. The question is, are you with him? Uh, the, the celebration of Christmas is do it right. We, we give honor and we give, we give privilege to God. We say, Father, how amazing that you would love us so much that you would send your son to die on the cross, to suffer for us, to redeem us from where we are, from our depravity. You sent him to me. The question is, are you with him? If God is with us, are you with him? I'll, I'll, I'll digress for a moment. The Bible tells me that there's a story of a man by the name of Nicodemus. You remember him? Uh, he, he's the guy who comes to the Lord at night, in the stealth of night. He recognizes something unique about Jesus. And th this is what he says. He, he comes to the Lord at night and, and he tells Jesus, Rabbi, I know that thou, that thou art from God. I know that thou art a teacher from God. Watch this. For no man can do these miracles. Watch this. For, for no man can do what you do except, watch this, God be with him. Man, man, what you're doing, this, this has to be God. The miracles, the ability, the power, the strength, the grace, the mercy, the compassion, you have to be from God. You, you, you see, here's the Pharisee coming to Jesus, professing a, a measure of belief and faith that, man, listen, you have to be with God because God is with you. Somebody say, with him. God was with the son. <laughs> Emmanuel was with Emmanuel. Y'all didn't get it? God is with him. You know what Jesus said? I sure appreciate that, Nicodemus. Thank you for such flattering words. Blessings to you. You want to give a donation to the ministry, talk to Judas. You know what he told Nicodemus? Nicodemus, you're going to hell. You say, well, well, why wouldn't he tell Nicodemus he's going to hell? He's a Pharisee. Listen, do you know what a Pharisee is? A, a, a Pharisee is a man who is devout to God. Do, do, do you know that, that one of the requirements to be a Pharisee is you have to memorize the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible? He's memorized five more books than we have. <laughs> I mean, I, and listen, I, I, I'm a man of the word, man. Listen, I meditate scriptures all week long. That's all I do. I'm like a, a factory of meditation of the word. I, I, I'm driving and I'm reciting scripture. I, I love reciting, but I don't know the first five books of the Bible, much less the book of Leviticus. Anybody read Leviticus? Man, please. 
anybody ever read Leviticus, you know you ain't going to remember another from that. That's just one rule after the next rule. Here's Nicodemus. Listen, he's memorized the Bible. Do you know that the habit of the Pharisee was to tithe? Not only to tithe, but they would tithe of the smallest spices in Jerusalem, of men, cumin, and anise. They would powder it, and then they would stand there and measure out the powder to 10% to make sure that they gave God everything they were supposed to give God. They were tithers. So only did he know the word, but he's a tither. Do you know that, that the Pharisee would, twi- would fast twice a week? For some of us, he fasted t- two more days than you did this past week. He knows five more books than you do. Gave a lot more of his income than you did. He's fasting more than you. And he's in church every day. Somebody say every day. He's in the temple worshiping. You know what Jesus said? You're going to hell, brother. You ain't going to make it. I know that you observe that God is here. I know that you observe that God is with me. But friend, listen. You need to understand, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless you see that, Nicodemus. Nicodemus is puzzled by this. Well, how can a man go back into the womb of his mother be born again? Jesus says it again, unless a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Let me ask you a question. Are you born again? In fact, you have your Bibles, right? Open it to Matthew 17. It got real quiet, and that's where it's supposed to get quiet. Because if you laughed about it, I think we'd be laughing about the wrong thing. How many today know that you are basing all of your eternity on this question? Are you born again? Jesus said, you must be born again. It's not enough to know that God is with us. The question, are you with him? Uh, are you in Matthew 7? Just go to Matthew 7, and then, and then I, I, I'll ask a question. How many, how many married people are here today? If you're married, raise your hand. Uh, if you're married, okay, you see all the hands that went up. Uh, they're married. George, if I asked you, I see my brother George. I think that's brother George back there. It's kind of a little hazy, but I think it's George, right? George, God says, is that you right there? Hallelujah. If I went to brother George and I said, brother George, are you married? And he said, well. Not sure if I think that's an odd statement, wouldn't you? For somebody to be married but not know they're married? It's an odd thing to happen. My next question would be, well, did you have a ceremony of any kind of thing? Did you did you have a, a, a wedding date? Because we should all know if we're married or not, if we're with someone. I want to remind the church that Jesus is coming back for a bride. 
He's coming back for a bride that knows who she's with. Man, listen, if you're here today and you have to think about, well, am I born again? Friend, let me tell you something. This is the most important day in your life. Right here, right now is the most important hour that you can ever face. Friend, let me tell you, I want to present to you the gift of God in that person called Jesus. And I'm going to tell you what it is to be saved, what it is to be born again. Are, are, you, in, are you in Matthew 17? You say, well, 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 well preacher, preacher, why are you preaching this? It's Christmas. Are you in St. Matthew 7? Holy, oh, I didn't say 17. St. Matthew 7. You might say, preacher, why are you preaching a message like this on Christmas? I thought you were going to talk about the manger. I thought you were going to talk about, about the wise men, the magi. Remember, they saw the star in the sky. And they came to be with Jesus. Isn't that why we're here? Listen, I'm here to tell you that, that your salvation rests in the idea that you've been born of the Spirit. This is not intellectual ability. Why well, I believe that there's a historical figure called Jesus. That's how we got B.C. and A.D. I believe there's a Jesus because it's in the Bible. How many did they know that the prophecy, the Bible says, for the prophecy in old time came not by the will of men, but by holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. How many know the word gives testimony? It's God breathed. How many know that the, the, all scripture is, is given by inspiration? God breathed. I mean, you know, God breathed the word. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished, what? Into all good works. It's here. But if you're not born again, you ain't going to make it. We go outside and we observe all the beautifulness of the hands of God. But friend, your belief in Jesus is not going to get you to heaven. You've got to be born of the Spirit. You say, preacher, well, what, what are you talking about? Uh, if I believe in Jesus, I'm going to, no, 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 no. Even the devils believe. They ain't going to heaven. Look at your neighbor and say, devils don't go to heaven. How many know Lucifer now going tomorrow say, I, 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 I believe now. So, sorry, God. I believe in Jesus. How many know he knows Jesus? He lived with Jesus. They resided together. Friend, you must be born again. You, are, are you in St. Matthew 7? St. Matthew 7. I stop here as a matter of, of, of salvation. Of, uh, I stop here to tell you this is the most important thing you're going to hear all this year. I want to present to you the gift of God. God is with you. And my Father in heaven told me to tell you he desires that no man perish. But that everyone come into everlasting life. He sent me to tell you he's been waiting on you. He's right there with you. 
You know how it is sometimes? There's people that we're with, but we know they don't want to be with you. Anybody ever been in a place somewhere and there's people there that they don't like you? You're at a party. They're there. You're there. But you know there's a little bit of animosity and it makes the whole thing uncomfortable, right? Ever got people that you know don't want to hang out with you and you don't want to hang out with them and you're not going to be happy because there's not communion. There's not fellowship. You know, my Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and hear my knocking and open that door, I will come in and I will sup with you. I'll commune with you because I want to be be with you. The question is that God doesn't want to be with us. The question, do you want to be with him? Do you want to be with Jesus? Do you want him? He comes with open arms. He's the gift of God. But you must be born again. You must be born again. Are, are you there, St. Matthew 7? I'm being mindful of the time because, you know, today, to me, I would rather give you as much time to make, a, for you to come to a place of decision. You might have spent more time make, deciding whether or not what cologne to buy somebody. What, what slippers you're buying your, your, your spouse. Than your eternal life. Let, let me give it to you the way Jesus, because sometimes, you know, you, the, the, sometimes a preacher comes and, and, and my message, you don't know how great this message is. You, you know when you're going to know how great this is? When we're in heaven, you're going to come and say, I want to thank you that on December 19th, remember 2021, and I was sitting there acting like I was saved and smiling and all that, but I was, I was dirty like the devil. And man, you came and said, man, you must be born again. And I remember I stood up in there and I gave my heart to Jesus. Man, that changed my life. I wouldn't be here, preacher, if you didn't tell me the truth about the word of God. Tell me the truth. I come to tell the church today that many of us in here are not saved. I come to tell you the truth. Don't you appreciate it when you meet people and they tell you that don't match? Many are glad when you, you meet people and they say, hey, listen, I don't know if you know that, but what you're wearing, that, that don't match. I don't know if you was in the dark. <laughs> You was in a hurry. You know, sometimes when I'm out eating, sometimes, how many know there's some food that you're going to get dirty? How many know there's food you eat and you're going to get something on you? First lady's always right there just always, you know, touching my face. So, baby, just let me eat stuff, you know, because it's all right, man. It's all right if I got sauce in different places. I'll wipe it off at the end. But it's nice to know somebody's trying to keep you clean. I appreciate it, baby. You know, you're looking out for me. How many say hallelujah? How many know it's nice to have somebody where they slip you in mint because you need a little help? Here, but here's some binaca blast. Check it out. See, see the, the, my job is to tell the truth because it's the truth that sets us free. And if, and if I come to tell you, and if I'm questioning your salvation, you say, but preacher, why do you say that? Even the Bible says that we have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We got to see if we're in the faith, man. This isn't something that you just say, I got a golden ticket to heaven. Baby, you got to know that you are born again. You got to know that you are married to Jesus. Man, listen, if you got to be wondering, I don't know, am I married to Jesus? Am I not? You got to know that. 
Because Jesus is coming back for a bride. He's not looking to date you and take you out and see how it goes. And we're going to sleep together and see if it works out. And if it works out, if you're good at this and good at that, then maybe we got married. Listen, Jesus said, I want to marry you straight away. Either I'm going to be your groom and you're going to be my bride and we're going to cut this thing off. Jesus thinks he's going to get married. Woo! Listen, this is Emmanuel. Listen, I come to tell you, he's with you. And the love of God is with you. And the heart of God is with you. You've heard it like this, for God so loved the world. You could put your name right there. For God so loved Alberto that he sent his only begotten son, that if Alberto will believe in him, he shall not perish but have everlasting life. Listen, God loves you. The, the question is, do you love him? The, the idea that God is with us is wonderful, it's spectacular, it's Emmanuel. We herald it all over the world. But the question is, am I with him? If I embraced him and called him my own? Friend, listen, you must be born again. If you are not born again, you will not make heaven. You must be born again. If you are not born again, you will not make heaven. And to be born again, listen, God isn't asking you to come in here with a million dollar offering. Everyone qualifies for everlasting life. The question is, will you come? You're in St. Matthew 7. Let me, let me just read it so you won't think. Because, you know, sometimes people, you, you're going to leave St. Matthew 7. You, you're going to leave today say, the preacher will trip in this morning. Man, I went to church. They went about Christmas. He dangled my life over, over fire and brimstone. And I'm here to tell you, y'all don't even know what hard preaching is. I grew up in hard preaching. I, I grew up in a generation where you got saved every Sunday. Better remember those days, man, the preacher started preaching. Man, you got saved every Sunday. You came down weeping at the altar. You didn't know if you was going to make it. Listen, I don't want you living that life. I want you to know that you belong to God. I want you to know that you have marriage with Christ. I want you to know that God loves you and you love him. I want you to walk in harmony with God. I don't ever want you to question your salvation. I'm asking you a question. Are you born again? And if you don't know if you're born again, then I've come to talk to you. I've come to talk to you. Uh, let, let me read it the way Jesus says it. That way y'all won't be thinking I'm tripping. St. Matthew 7 Verse 13, look at what Jesus says. And I've memorized these scriptures. I'm going to read them for you anyway. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Watch this. And many there be, and many there be, and many there be. Let me, I'm going to say it again. And many. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate 
Well, you see the word straight, if you want to know anything about the Bible, straight doesn't mean straight. Straight means obscured, hard to see. For hard to see is the gate, and narrow is a way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Many going to destruction, few into life. Few. I don't know if you get that. I don't know if you're mathematicians. Math may not be your, your strong suit. But if you tell me many, I know that's more than few. So few people make it to heaven. You know, I've said this over the years. You know, I do a lot of funerals. I've never, ever, ever, except once, preached a service where somebody went to hell. And we know right well that the person that we're eulogizing lived like the devil. You've heard it over the years that, you know, over you know, my generation time, a lot of the people that we knew that were singers have now gone, you know, passed away. And I've heard people say, man, now God's got a choir in heaven. Barry White's there. Michael Jackson is up in heaven. Rick James, man. Super freak, Rick James. Teddy Pendergrass. Something heaven singing love song. Some of you young people may not know the people I'm talking about. I don't, you know, maybe you're saying, who, 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 who is Luther Vandross? Somebody said prince. The prince has met the prince of peace. Choir in heaven. Who's my girl that used to sing with Rick James? What's her name? She recently passed. Tina Marie. She's gone too. She's talking square biz to you, baby. Square, square biz. Listen, we hear that. Nobody goes to hell except Jesus says almost everybody's going. Many are going to destruction. Few are finding life. You see, you must be born again. Emmanuel, listen, I want you to hear it again. God sent his son to be with you. To tell you that God wants you. That he loves you. That he cares about you. That he died for you. That he gave his life. What did I tell you last week? For scarcely, for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure, for a good man would one even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us and that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. God loved you when you were at your worst. He's with you. Will you say God is with me? Listen, you won't be refused. You won't be turned away. It is Emmanuel, God with us. And I, I know when you're preaching, there's always naysayers in the house. While, while preaching, you know, that's Nicodemus. Nicodemus, he was a Pharisee, and, and maybe he didn't believe. Well, well let me introduce you. You're still, in, you're still in Matthew 7. Let me read this to you. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, 
shall enter into heaven. But only he that doeth what? The will of my Father which is in heaven. For many in that day, somebody say many. For many in that last day, Jesus said, will come to me and say, did we not prophesy in thy name? I mean, I don't know. Somebody prophesy. I, I mean, like, I, I, I give them some points for that. You prophesy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're probably going. Anybody ever met somebody that prophesied? We, we say to ourselves, surely, surely the prophet's going to heaven. Oh, oh, oh what about the one that Jesus said, uh, did, did, did we not cast out devils in that name? Oh, wow. This person's out in the street. They, they, they're doing the work. They're calling devils by name. Come out in the name of Jesus. Wow. This person's a warrior for the Lord. Surely he or she's going. They're casting out devils. What about the one that does, in thy name, didn't we do wonderful works? Surely anybody that's doing miracles in the name of Jesus, doing the work of God, surely they're going. And Jesus says, I'm going to profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, workers of iniquity. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm getting scared now. I'm getting nervous Pastor's tripping, man. This is not Christmas. The Grinch is preaching this morning. Ebenezer Scrooge is preaching this morning. But you don't know how beautiful my feet are. I've come to deliver to you, Emmanuel. God is with you. God loves you. He wants to marry you. So you ask, you got my attention, preacher. At least I hope I do. The Spirit of God got your attention. Because, brother and sister, if you don't work this out, you're going to hell. If you don't get this question right, you may not get all of your theology right, but if you miss this one, you don't go to heaven. I hope I got your attention. I hope I got your attention, man, because if I don't got your attention by now, you're the Antichrist. We're going to look on your scalp. See, we see 666 on it. I'm just messing. There's no Antichrist in here. You wouldn't even be in church if you were the Antichrist. At least not in this one. He wouldn't have said, Antichrist is going to go to Harvest Point Church. He's going to no, he ain't going up in there. That, that church crazy for Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you ask, how do I know that I've been born again? Anybody want to know if you've been born again? Jesus said, unless a man is born of this spirit, cannot see the kingdom of God. You must be born again. So prominent was this teaching in the days of the apostles. So revelatory was this process, this purpose in Christ Jesus. When I shared with you last week that, 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 that the spirit of Elijah, that, that, that when Jesus came to be baptized, he was doing it to fulfill all righteousness. Remember I told you there's a side road, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a feeder road on the highway to God. It's just that first step that we make that we know that we're wrong. And that we know that we're sinful. 
When you come to the determination that you're tired of working it. You're trying to figure out your faith. Some of you are in such dire straits in your spiritual life because you say to yourself, I don't have an energy to God. You know, you know, Jesus said something imperative about being born again. He said, listen, it's the spirit that's willing. It's the flesh that's weak. My question to you is, is your flesh that strong and spirit that's weak? If those two are inverted, you may not be born again. Because the spirit is ready, it's strong, it's able, it's connected to God. It's the only thing that has communion with God. Your spirit, when you are born again, you get a brand new spirit. That spirit loves God, and it's full of energy. It's full of vitality. It wants the Lord. It wants God. It wants the Word. It wants prayer. It wants the people. It wants the house of God. It craves God. It desires God. And if you're here telling me, preacher, I don't have that desire in me, you're probably not born again. And if you think your service to God is to come to a Sunday morning service, and if it taxes you to all end to get yourself dressed up to come to church, you're probably not born again. Because there's an energy in the spirit inside you. Where that's what you eat, drink, and sleep is spirit. You, you love the things of God. And you might say, preacher, I want that. Anybody want to be with God? This is Emmanuel. This is, this is Jesus saying, this is Jesus saying, listen, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and you shall find rest. Not work, but rest. You won't have to labor anymore to want God. Amazing. Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He says, What? I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, burdens light. Why? Because the spirit becomes empowered. When you are born again, your spirit is strengthened by God himself. You say, well, how is a man born again? You're born by the Spirit. The same way Jesus was born, the same way a man who's born in the Spirit is born. I, lo I love the way, I love the way uh, uh, for, uh, Peter says it in, in the first chapter here. First Peter, I'm just going to read this. He says this. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the Word of God, which liveth in the body forever. We are born again by the same Spirit. For the same purpose. Check this out. You say, well, Pastor, huh? how can I be born again? Simple. You've surrendered. When you say, I can go no more where I am. When you say to Jesus, Jesus, be Lord over my life. The Spirit comes in. When you say to yourself, I cannot do this unless you help me, the Spirit comes in. 
And he begins that regeneration in you. Are you Lord of your life or is Jesus Lord of your life? Are you managing your life? Are you attempting to find your life? Because if you do, Jesus says you will lose it. But if any man loses life for my sake, he shall surely find it. Being born again simply is Lord. Jesus, be Lord of my life. Be Lord over my thoughts, over my abilities, over my concentrations. I can't go anymore. I surrender myself. I give myself to you, Jesus. Take over. And when we say that, the Bible promises that the Spirit will usher in and renew you spiritually. You will be born again. Friend, I ask you this question. Solemn question. If you don't mind, if you'll stand with me, I'm just going to close it down. It's already 12 if you're keeping track of time. I don't know if the Cowboys, what time the Cowboys playing? Well, you got to make a decision. You want to watch the game or you want to go to heaven? That's up to you. What, what, what you going to do? You, you, don't, don't be running out of here early. Trust me. You, you need to come to terms with what I just said. Listen. Church family, God is with us. Today my prayer is you'll be with him. I want you just everybody, just, just, let's, just, let's just close off. Close your eyes. Whatever you, what, or you can just bow your head whatever, or lift your head. Whatever is convenient for you. But we just have to close off for a moment. I want you to ask an important question. Is Jesus running your life? Let me say it again. That, 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 that's a rich question. Is Jesus running your life or are you running your life? You, you, you know, married people, they talk to each other. My wife will tell me, baby, this is what I'm doing today. This is where I'm going. Do you need anything? Do you want to come with me? You know, married people talk a lot different than single people. Married people, when they go to sleep, that's the last person they see. The last conversation is right there in the intimacy of that bedroom. When they wake up, they see that married person and, and there's conversation. Good morning. Hey, baby. Everything is done in the concentration of two, not one. When you make a meal, you don't just make it for yourself. You, you ask the other, would you like to eat something? What, what, are you hungry? There's conversation. It's You're with someone. You see, Jesus is with us. The question is, are you with him? And has your life become so marred in life that you've lost the Lord? Are you so busy that your single concentration is, is me, myself, and I rather than the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Friend, listen, hear me well. Jesus says many are headed to destruction. Few are headed into life. Listen, I'm a spouse to Jesus. He's, he's my groom. Today I want to give you a beautiful truth. If you'll come to an end today, this Christmas morning, 
Listen, this Christmas morning, December 19th, 2021, if you'll hear the voice of God speak to you and you say, Jesus, I know you're with me. Today I pledge to be with you. You become the groom, I become the bride. Invade my life. Take over it. I surrender myself. You know when you come to wit's end and you say, I can't take another step. I can't go no further. Father, help me. You know when you come to that decision where you say, Jesus, be everything you're supposed to be. I surrender. I surrender. I have a promise from God that his spirit will come. And in fact, could I even say, if you're crying like that this morning, if you're saying, preacher, you know what? I've been waiting for this moment, a place where I can say, Father, I want to give my life to you. I want to confess it all, and I want to give everything to you. I want to tell you, if you're there, the Spirit's already been at work in you. Maybe there's somebody today that needs to recommit their life to say, preacher, you know what? I used to have that devotion, uh, but I've since grown, grown dim. Uh, my, my, my love has waxed cold and I want to come back to God because he's with me and I want to say to him I'm with you too I'm with you too Emmanuel flood my life is there anybody is there anybody that'll say preacher I want Jesus to invade I want the Holy Spirit to take over if that's you come out of your seat and come down to the altar Let's make that transaction. Come on, don't, don't, don't look around and see who's coming and who's not and, and who thought this and who thought that. Just come down. Just make a decision. Just make a cohort decision. And man, let me tell you something. If I asked you if you were born again and you didn't know the answer, man, I'm calling you. Don't let somebody else's decision affect yours. Make a stand. Make a decision. Do it now. Do it quickly. While the Spirit...